Welcome everyone to Ron's Roundtable, your unofficial podcast for all things VFriends Compete and Collect gameplay. I'm your host, Ron, and I'm thrilled to be your guide in this exciting world of strategic fun. On this show, we're diving deep into the immersive universe of VFriends Compete and Collect, exploring gameplay strategies, existing gameplay mechanics, and uncovering those hidden rule suggestions that can give you the edge that you need. Whether you're a seasoned CNC competitor or a hobbyist looking to enhance your skills, this podcast is for you. We'll be tapping into the expertise of fellow CNC enthusiasts and top-tier competitors who will share their invaluable deck-building strategies, tactics, and insights. You'll learn the secrets to outwitting your opponents and achieving victory. Yo, what's up, VFAM? This is your market report as of November 24th, 2023. Happy Thanksgiving. This comes out Sunday. So happy belated Thanksgiving. Anyhow, let's jump into it. I'm using this website called 130point.com. It's showing me accepted offers. So as I was doing before, I was just telling you what the offer was accepted under. Um, This actually allows me to see what the card was accepted or the sale was accepted at. So let's go with core, uh, $1.50 for a Brave Bison. We are at... For a full box sealed, two ninety five. There was a pink box with the fox, the ape, and the fire chicken. Also, we had a spec sale, a one of one gold. V friend, you're gonna die fly. It was. This is all compete and collect series. This sale price was eight hundred dollars plus ten dollars shipping. We also had an interesting sale. Um, it was a. It looked like an Australian sale. AUD, I think that's Australian dollar. Uh, $500 free shipping for a sealed case. You also had a, a couple other interesting ones. Another sealed case for $350. Uh, super stickers, shifting gears, $75 for a pristine 10 alpaca sticker. And then also, too, let's run back to compete and collect. Kind of give you a market on the diamond. So a Confident Cobra diamond went for $1,100. Uh, Canadian plus seventy two seventy five shipping, which that's a pretty big sale, I think, on a on another one of one. Kind of shows you the difference between the gold and the diamond. People seem to uh, be willing to pay a little bit more for that diamond. And um, like I said, that you're going to die fly gold was pretty sharp, but that's where it's at. We also had a tenacious termite. It was a epic. Went for one hundred twenty five dollars free shipping, so that's a three out of twenty five. We also had a couple other super sticker sales within the last couple days. Um, we had the skilled skeleton pin and sticker combo for $30 free shipping. So that's where the market's at on the stickers and pins uh, for some of those cores. We also had a big game bandicoot on the 22nd. Um, it went for $39.55 free shipping. We had a lot of 46 V Friends Compete and Collect core cards. Uh, they were a couple cards were seven, 65 and above, $53. So that's what you're looking at for the Compete and Collect and the Super Stickers. And if we shift gears over to V Friends Series 1, there was a bundle, three cards. It was a uh, Gleeful Sugar Glider, looks like a Proactive Piranha and a Badass Bulldog for $540 free shipping. We had a sensitive centipede for two hundred dollars, uh, free shipping. A keen kingfisher. Actually, that was on last week's market report. So the the only sale on eBay at the moment that I see, um, so was the centipede and then the three pack. So those are the only since the last market report. Those are the only two sales on eBay that I'm seeing. So 
Um, pretty slow moving on those sales. We have seen a couple of the breaks going on over on the streams. Um, so keep an eye out for those. That's where you're at right now on those cores. They're about $200 a piece. And if you haven't already, make sure that you guys are listening to the Twitch streamers. We have To The Moon. We have J Courage, also on Whatnot. We also have Fanatics Live. All of these places are opportunities for you to jump into the ecosystem, get cards. There's always giveaways. There's always fun stuff happening. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about the breaking of, of cards or packaging cards, looking at different opportunities to jump into the ecosystem at, at a bazillion different price points, um, please check these guys out. Wealth of information as well. And they're always given opportunities to jump in. This week, we have Andy Cranach, president of VFriends. Some of you may have met him over at VCon or have seen him at one of the many events that VFriends has been a part of. Uh, he's done countless number of interviews with some of the pod podcast uh, hosts out of the VFriends community, uh, most notably Rob Messer. I think Kowski also had him on. There's been a few others as well. He has been inside of that Vaynerchuk ecosystem, so the VaynerMedia ecosystem since early days of that jab, jab, right hook. Um, it's incredible to hear his backstory, but we don't get into too much of the backstory. Um, I really dive deep into some of the nuances of the cards, VFriends as a collectible, and where he sees VFriends moving towards in the near future. Please give me a round of applause and a huge welcome for Andy Cranach to the show. Yo, what's up, Andy? How you doing, brother? Good. How you doing, Andy? What's going on today? It's a busy, busy Friday, actually. We 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 got I got a lot happening today, but it's a beautiful day in, in the city for sure. Yeah. Did you end up at the party last night? I I did not. I was trying to be productive and work on some stuff, but <laughs> it looked like everyone had a great time. Yeah. Once I saw some of the uh, the squishmallows in the in the CNC boxes inside of the store, I said, "Oh boy." Yeah. game is on yeah game is on yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no that's all good man so i just like to jump right into it i don't know if you've ever kind of listened to these i just jump right in have a conversation uh keep it really casual and if you can uh i'd love to play a game of cnc if you have a deck and uh yeah let's just kind of talk through i saw out of the bear i don't have a deck on me what um i know you're at the office right I can. I'm gonna get smoked out because I think the only cards that we have are gonna be like 16 below. But I can go grab 20. Dude, that's totally fine. I'll just run my core deck and we'll just we'll call it like that. I'm gonna go grab it right now. Okay. okay. Yeah. No problem. This guy shows up. No. No compete and collect cards. What's he doing? Come on, guys. We gotta give him. We gotta give him crap for that later. All righty. All right, cool. Yeah, I have, I have the same deck that I played uh, Rips last week. I played him a cores only. This time I shuffled, though, to begin, just to keep it fair. <laughs> I'm, I just jumped right into it and didn't realize that I had them stacked from, like, 51 to 69, just the whole in order. And, of course, I pulled up all my 50s immediately. I have one rare, but I won't play it as a rare. Okay, sounds good. So you are long lived inside of this V Friends ecosystem. I was listening to uh, V Fam sessions and sort of got your backstory because I didn't really know a whole lot about you and your history inside of V Friends and like that's why I love his podcast because it's like a history lesson every time. Um, yeah. So you have some pretty cool roots 
in, in terms of V friends and how you got into the president of, or not V friends, but just team Gary V and then how you got into the president of, of V friends. So like a TLDR, just from like where you start entering into this, uh, you were the person behind hit one of his books on, on socials. So I'm going into year 11 of working for Gary. Yeah. I sent a tweet. My claim to fame is I sent a tweet in 2013 to ask Gary to work for free. At that time, if you really knew who Gary V was, Gary Vaynerchuk was, you knew him through wine. Facebook had really just started to emerge as a platform that everyone was using and, and brands were looking at. Um, and so I was the book, I was the intern for his book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Through that process, I learned a lot more about community management, content strategy, social media marketing, personal brand development. And then over the course of the next five, six years, I grew under Gary, developed Team Gary V, and helped establish it to be the content media team it is today with over almost 30 creators and strategists overseeing the content of Gary and all his channels. Yeah, what quite the undertaking. Whenever you say all of his channels, that's an insane amount of uh, workload with everything that he's on and all the new shit that I'm sure that he's like always looking at. You got to weigh it out. Yeah. Like, what What do we put effort to? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's extremely challenging, uh, high pace, um, and also rewarding because you can see the impact that you're having on the audience that you're reaching for sure. You know, the most fulfilling I ever felt was traveling with Gary, going to the conferences and keynotes and seeing people say that like, yo, you really got me out of this ride or you changed my life or you helped impact my business. And to know that I played a small part in helping those individuals see that content, uh, meant a lot to me. And honestly, I don't know. I need to do more homework on this statement before I say it, but man, did we record a lot of content at Gary? Like, if you really think about who has been recording uh, themselves for those amount of hours and putting it on the content, I don't know if Gary's number one, but he is close to being one of the most documented public figures on social media there is. And I was at the center of doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whenever you think about all those hours, it's like every single day he's recording all of his yeah, movements. and there. I shout out D Rock. He tweeted for Gary's birthday. Uh, there's a photo of him and Gary in an elevator. I think D Rock was in the classic position of like Gary in the front, D Rock <laughs> in the back, filming him. Yeah. And I think his copy on the tweet was like, "No one, no one ever did it like us." And I got emotional because I know how much that means to Gary and to D Rock. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree. Like D Rock is a noun, you know. Oh, to, yeah. And it felt weird in 2014. David was so inspired by Casey Neistat and what Casey was doing. And he brought the idea of like, Hey, I just want to start filming you. I want to go around and start filming you in a, in a vlog. And Gary was into it. And then they created almost this new genre of like, now, of course you have someone filming you. Yep. You know? Yeah. Everybody's trying to get themselves a D rock. It's a, it's a noun. It's an adjective. It's, it's all the above. It's, it's, and, uh, and rightfully so because mm -hmm. TikTok, YouTube shorts, Instagram, Twitter, there's so many platforms that if you can figure out how to create the Gary V content model, as we call it, which is have an unlimited amount of content to then be able to tailor towards the specific platforms, 
you're going to be at your best approach or best uh, stance to achieve the business results you might want to have, whatever that is. Yeah, no doubt about that. And with his book coming up with the uh, day trading attention, that's going to be an interesting kind of dichotomy. And it was uh, that was another thing that I found interesting inside of that podcast. And I don't want to go too far into this. I want to get into the compete and collect and the cards. But what I found interesting was like you guys treat Gary as as like his own thing and then V Friends is its own thing. And that to me was really interesting to hear you actually to say that strategy because like us inside of the ecosystem we're like ah they're kind of one and the same but you as a business you very you treat them very different. 100%. Yeah. I mean I think we all know like <sighs> I look forward to the day where I meet multiple people that know and appreciate and love friends and don't really know much anything about Gary. Mm-hmm. You know, friends was created by Gary to help scale his values and beliefs and the things that he wants to instill in the world as a legacy. Only so many people will be able to resonate with a 48 now, Gary, uh, <laughs> white businessman talking about yeah. all these things. Versus a sentimental salamander talking about the importance of being sentimental and what that means. Mm-hmm. It, it, it unlocks new audiences while still uh, grasping on to Gary's heart and values and the things that he wants to leave behind. Well, another part of that that legacy, like you said, is these these characters. that The softer approach to the skills that he has put forward for the last X number of years. And now you're you're at the helm of creating that now scaling that message out there and and creating that type of value for the characters as well as the holders as well as all of the brand uh, collaborators it's like where what's that being driven by do you think is it like a predetermined we had a couple questions come in from a few of our listeners and and they wanted to ask you like what is influencing the storyline on the characters is it sort of predetermined or is it more driven by what things are going on currently inside the community or inside the world? Like, just curious. Yeah. <laughs> Both is, is the short answer. <laughs> it's sort of like how it is working with Gary. Gary, Gary calls uh, his companies a multiple dictatorship. Okay. Um, and I, I would think of the same as with characters. Patient whatever name a carrot i'll just say patient pig there are tried and true values beliefs must haves from gary's point of view for that character Mm -hmm. with that said i can and should and our community marketing team and our creative team can and should be augmenting strategizing how to best put that character in a place to succeed and deliver the message that we wanted to deliver in a contemporary relevant way based on their own expertise. So, you know, I would say Gary, he might have 34% of the pie and the rest is based on the expertise of friends to bake the full pie. And same with all, all activations, right? Like Gary cares a lot about the event at Chuck E. Cheese. Who, who got invited? How did it get invited? Where is it being located? All that stuff. But with that, we also have a lot of other very capable, smart, strategic people within the VFriends company that are going to suggest other ways to plus up the experiences for our awesome community and what we're trying to achieve. 
that based makes, on the event or the character or the content. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. And it's actually you were supposed to do an or. It wasn't supposed to be an and because they, we already knew that there was going to be an or in there. Um, but yeah, it's good to know that there are those staple virtues and values that need to be associated with that character because this is something that Rips talked about as well, is you don't want people to be confused about the character either and that development of it. You know, you kind of want to keep that consistent. And I'm curious if you've come across a situation where maybe it was starting to lack consistency and you had to pull back the reins already. Um, yes, I would say in short. Okay. I, I think we're still so, so early on our journey. I'm, it feels like I'm breaking up a little bit. We're still so early in the journey on character development and character affinity. Um, but I personally have some very strong opinions on uh, how powerful some characters can be and the ways in which we achieve that affinity. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes I've shown it to Gary just to get his alignment. I'm like, hey, this doesn't feel right. He's like, hey, yeah, that doesn't feel right. Or, hey, we need to tweak this. Or this is where we need to go directionally. Definitely. I'm I'm curious too with the V Friends Compete and Collect. I don't know how how like are you super involved in the development process? I guess I'll just outright ask. Are you involved in that pretty heavily? Yes. Now R- Rips and Connor and our collectibles team are much more dangerous today. Yeah. But that's I would say it's kudos to them and it's it's kudos to me. That's how you build a big successful company as you scale capabilities you know and it's something that i've had to work on throughout my career much like gary i love to be in the dirt and in the weeds and know everything but at a certain point when i find someone that i really trust and i think about i'm coming up with almost every person in the company i i it creates speed and allows us to scale so i try to stay up to date as much as possible in my competing collect skills the card market generally and how we're thinking about strategizing around the gameplay and, and continuing with Got the it. success of the product. No, that makes a lot of sense. Have you, have you been a collector of cards and, or do you like collect memorabilia? What's your, what's your thing? did you grow up doing it? I grew up, um, collecting baseball cards and some football cards. Mm-hmm. You know, I was probably like in, fourth fifth sixth grade and then they all uh became less relevant no one was really collecting them and then around 2019 when gary started talking about cards again i didn't pay any attention and then i started paying more attention i'm like hey you know what let me get a lebron james card let me get a kobe bryant card and I'm a, I'm a big basketball fan so i'm a basketball card collector um and then recently i've just been more interested in uh character cards I've never collected Pokemon, but I've been spending time researching comics and things of that nature. Okay. Do you remember, it was probably around that time that you were collecting cards, the action pack cards, the like puff cards. Do you remember those? No. So they had these cards that they were, they almost looked like, you probably remember the puff stickers where they were, they had like yes. air in them. I was just thinking about those the other day whenever I was going through some of my cards. I think I have one. It was like Canton bound. It was a rookie season action pack card. I don't know why I just thought of that, of that but I, I was thinking of, 
of that whenever you were bringing up your baseball and football cards. Cause like that time frame was a, during the time of like puff stickers and puff sticker or, um, puff cards. Right? I, I mean exactly what you're saying when you say puff stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those were a hit. Those were fun. And then like they were scratch and sniff and stuff like that. Do you remember those? Big time. Big, ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Um, so basketball collection. So Rip says that he's got a better collection than you. Um, not to throw dirt, but it, that's what he told me. Um, what's your What's your uh, team? Do you have a person that you collect, or are you just after like the big names? I was trying to think of a a slight to throw at Rips, <laughs> but I'll take it on the chin. You got um, it. <laughs> I am from Northern Virginia, so I'm a DC guy. Okay, so I'll go with DC everything besides basketball. Basketball, I've always been a player guy. My first love was Sacramento Kings. That team was wild with Jason Williams and Chris Webber. So I, I love them. And then I'm a, I'm a big D-Wade guy when he got drafted by Miami. Fun fact, I actually didn't like LeBron when he came into the league. Okay. Um, and then I watched him dismantle the Detroit Pistons. It was like game six, and he scored... 30 points in a row and, and beat him in overtime. And after that, I said, he's the best basketball player I've ever seen. Got it. And I, I've become, so I'm a player guy generally with basketball. Okay. That makes sense. I've like sort of been fringe in basketball. Um, I've never really jumped completely into it. I went to my very first NBA game probably four months ago. And ever since then, I've, I've actually gotten more into basketball because of I went up to Cleveland and was watching them play and it was, it was Cleveland against the Sixers and watching Yoel Embiid just come down and just demolish everybody coming through. I'm like, that's a, that's a huge human. Like that guy is so massive. And then he's standing next to a guy that's six, three, who I think is massive. And he's looks so small compared to them. Yeah, It's, it was a wild thing. And then there's never downtime on the court. There's always something going on in the court. Like the yeah. entertainment value is sick. NBA seasons can be long, and I think they can get people to be less interested, which is why I haven't been playing too close attention to what they're doing with this in-season tournament. Um, but I know they're playing with the formats to try to get that attention. But March Madness, to me, is one of the greatest sporting events in the world mm. because it really highlights why basketball is such an amazing game. Because if you can get unity with five, six, seven guys – to play nonstop, high intensity, full court pressure, defense, basketball, offense, it can be anybody's game. Yeah. And that's really what I was noticing too, is it's just score, score, score the whole time. And it's fast. <laughs> it's so fast. You ever, looking at your hat, have you ever collected, uh, do you own any like UFC cards? I don't, boxing cards? I don't yet. So we're doing, they're actually, I think they just did a break with VSP. I missed it. I was editing another podcast, um, but I was in on the break and they're doing UFC cars. So those are going to be my first UFC actual cars. I was looking for them when we were out in Chicago and I couldn't find any. Yeah. It seems like super really? niche. Yeah. I was That's asking, surprised. I'm trying to play it back. I'm sure there was some, but not as many as you might've thought. Yeah. Yeah, I could have. I'm, un, I'm un, undereducated on it, but I've been interested by 
some of the like John John Bones Jones, some other guys that I think will have legs for years to come. Yeah, I'm I, sure Francis' card, whatever France. I'm I don't know what his rookie card is. I'm assuming and knowing that he has one, but I'm sure that's seen upside in the last few weeks. Yeah, you would think that it would go up because just of everything yeah. that's been going on. His story, I can't wait until his his whole entire story gets made into a movie. I, from yeah. from the mines working as a as a child to to where he's at to then being dissed by the UFC to then going and doing a spectacle fight against one of the greatest boxers arguably of all time. Yeah. What? A hundred percent. One of the greatest boxers of all time. And then to not even necessarily arguably pretty much have beaten him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Most rounds beat him outboxed yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. There will come a time and place for that. I can't wait. I agree. It'll be a really cool story to see. Yeah, I think so too. And I think the UFC cards are any any type of card, I think, is always going to be of some sort of value. And especially with combat sports sort of making their comeback, um, I think now is a, a really unique time to, to maybe jump into some UFC cards. The boxes are just like every other box, the prisms. I mean, they're 40, 50 yeah. bucks a box and you can get some cool cool cards in there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on the Panini shakeup with Fanatics and and the NFL? Like, what do you think about all that? Um, I honestly don't have much to share or mm -hmm. thoughts outside of it's fascinating to watch, and it'll be really interesting to to look back at this moment in time in five, ten years. Yeah, for me, it was eye-opening because I really didn't understand what licenses really were. When you want to talk about IP, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Some of these players have exclusive deals with, you know, it was a big deal the last week or the week before LeBron James got taken off of Topps' website or Upper Deck's website because now there's no exclusivity of his card and now they're kind of wondering what's happening. That to me was the education that I needed game worn jerseys versus game jerseys. There, there's a yeah. difference there. And so like that was interesting to me. So they can print cards without the license of the player, but not the NFL logos. Yeah. Which was really interesting. Yeah, it is fascinating. And I, and I, it'll always be an interesting dichotomy to watch, you know, the power of, the leagues and the corporations and the agents and things of that nature mm -hmm. versus the power of the talent themselves and the athlete themselves. Right. I think because as the advent of social media and uh, web two and people just marketing themselves, obviously the athletes specifically in the NBA because of how focal their personalities are versus like the NFL, they have more and more power. Gary actually has a really interesting video that I would recommend people watch if they want to like hear an interesting take about it which was and i don't know if he still believes this to be true probably to some extent but a couple years ago i think he was actually talking to nipsey hustle and i'd heard him talk about it before but he explains that he thinks that if lebron and curry and kd and victor webinyama decided that they were going to leave the nba they could create the new league in a matter of no time because they have all the leverage, yeah. all the superstardom, and the power to do so. 
and you really play it out, you're like, wow, like if those five people went to go create their own league, you could see a domino effect where they're like, actually, yeah, I don't like the terms. I don't know. I don't want to do this players association deal with Panini or whatever the case is. And then they just create their own new, uh, yeah, I've Mega actually League. I remember hearing him say that and it really spurred a lot of interest in my head because at that certain time as well there were a bunch of players that were going to create their own golf league outside of the PGA. So I think were, that's that, that's happening. It's happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the name of the league is, but it's really really interesting. It's I think they're trying to build off of uh Tiger and mm-hmm. figure out a new format for him to really still uh, shine, knowing how big of an icon he is in the sport, and I, I, I think it's starting next spring. Oh, is it really? I know that there were a bunch of contracts up in the air, and I haven't really followed back up on it. I was following it through, um, oh, the one NFT project that I'm in. They they bought the golf course through that co-op fund, and he uh, links. I think is what the the NFT is called. Yeah, and um, I was following it through them because I got this newsletter. <laughs> And that's what reminded me of it. So one other question that a a lot of people have is sort of this next evolution of compete and collect the game itself with the background cards that are coming out. I'm curious if there's any thought on grouping characters together. Like they have mammals, we have monsters, we have humans, just art. And like, is there going to be a, the background card that powers up certain categories of characters that um to create this pokemon-esque fire water is is that a thought process the ultimate goal will be to create a game that is fun to play and has a a really uh i would say a more uh impactful way to drive strategy and strategic thinking and (laughs) I don't want to allude to whether or not what you're saying is accurate, but you can easily deduce that that would be one way to achieve that goal. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. It was also teased a few months. Well, it was more than a few months ago at this point. Time flies around here. Like we got a lot yeah. of stuff going on. Anyhow, it was alluded to that there was going to be a um, a mobile game at some point for people to be able to play, compete, and collect on the go. Is that still on the table? Are we getting closer to seeing that in real life? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I was in a meeting the other day and we were looking at everything and gaming to me is still the biggest potential unlock, from my opinion, to grow VFriends IP. It is the culture uh, for young kids. And when you think about animated content, I think it can do so much to bring to life characters. Just hearing a character's voice creates a connection that you otherwise would never ever have mm-hmm. with that said i don't know anyone that's watching the same animation five hours a day every day non-stop that's what's happening in, in gaming so in short yeah you know I, I think it'll be really fun for you and the rest of the v friends to see v friends community see to what extent are we leaning into competing collect trading cards for game mobile game creation digital game creation or something completely different yeah because it's it offers something to me and it could be just by coincidence however vcon this year is in the same location as where they host esports 
uh, award ceremonies and, and events and things like that. Are we going to see that type of presence at VCon or? Um, we had, had a gaming presence in 2022. We did not have a gaming presence in 2023 and in 2024, I w- would be surprised if there is not a gaming presence. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that just seems like the easy access point here um, with, especially given the, the event and also who's going to be there. I hope we get to see Booga. That'd be great. Also a Vayner athlete. For those of you who don't know, um, super big yeah. into the Fortnite and Fortnite world. I think he's still yeah, Booga. He's a great dude. Yeah. I got to listen to a podcast with him over on VSP. We were, early days inside of there and just hearing some of his perspective and how he treats himself like an athlete. I mean, it is on a regimen, yeah. very detailed on, on his protocol, warm ups on hand, like with his eyes, they, they do these exercises with their eyes to, to start strengthening their eye muscles for God's sakes. Like this is, eye fatigue is real, man. <laughs> I mean, the stakes, the stakes are there. Millions you know? of dollars are on the line, bud. Yeah. 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 Your eyes better be freaking jacked <laughs> to play 12 hours a day competitively. That ain't no joke. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, Hey, do you want to jump into a game real quick? Let's, let's do it. Okay. I got my 20 cards. We'll just play cores only. Um, no TTT then at that point. And then, uh, we're good. We're good on that. Play to seven. Let's do it, man. All right. Let me get out. So Tom and Jay were yelling at me the other day because I don't use their their board on their website. So I'm going to try and use their board today. Okay. <laughs> They're like, why, do you, why do you hate my board? I was like, I don't hate your board. I just forgot that you had it. Quit yelling at me. So let me call into this meeting real quick on my uh, card cam. And then hopefully, cool. uh, hopefully we can get this up and running here pretty quick for you. So what's been like your, as I get to set up, I'm curious where you're, where you're at with yeah. like your most gratifying moment right now in V friends. Um, you know, I feel so proud of where we are right now as a company based on personnel and staff. You know, I think October was a, a great month for the company. It was really successful. Um, a lot of things come to mind, but honestly, in this exact moment, I could say I'm as like ha- happy and satisfied as I've ever been. You guys, you know, ba- the Halloween we've been building on so many fronts, um, and I feel like they're really starting to co- coalesce in the way that I would like to see. So. Yeah, you guys absolutely crushed the October Halloween month. I was just like, dude, we we leaned into Halloween like crazy. It was so cool to see. Comic Con was great. You know, I I, I want to run back October again. Sorry. The parade was amazing. Mm-hmm. Jolly Jacko, chai latte. Yeah, dude the that was that was a fun collaboration that you guys did. With the um, with the Jolly Jacko and and the drinks over that yeah. uh, over that break, so good. All right, see Tom, you guys, I got your board on here. 
Quit yelling at me, big babies. <laughs> All right. So I'm shuffled up. We're good there. I will. Do you want to attack or do you want to defend, defend first? Um, up to, I'll leave it up to you, sir. All right. I will de- always take the defend first. Everybody who listens to this, they know. That's the alpha. Okay. All right. So you're I am, I'm going to go stack them all up on one. Um, skill. Decline. Aura. Except. 21. Oh, I, I got him. So it was a hedgehog and spider. So I get two aura. Yeah, that's still difficult to see. I'm going to have to have them like make the the font. That should be black so you can see it better. Yeah. It's hard to see on your side, I bet. Yeah, it's hurting. All right. I'm up. I attack skill. Decline aura. Decline stamina. Except. 23. 24. Ooh, he got me. Nice. Big one. One, two, three stamina. You got me the whole way over there. Nice work. Um, aura. Decline stamina. Decline skill. We'll go total. 69. What? Astro. Nice. <laughs> he got me, guys. One, one, one. Nice. Let's go. All right. My attack. Okay. I attack Aura. Except you still probably got me. Sixteen. You did. Seven. Nice. All right, you're attacked. Let's go. I'm feeling good now. I was worried that you were gonna show me out. Um Hey man. Sometimes it, it just it gets crazy. You could come out hot and then just totally cool yep. off. It this game is wild like that. Stamina. Decline skill. Except 18. 23. Yeah. I couldn't give you any more stamina, so I had to get yeah. you away from that somehow. Uh, my attack. I attack aura. Skill. Stamina. Except 23. What do you got? 23. Nice tie. All right. So that's. Oh man, next if you get this. So this was a time. One, two, three. Yeah, if you get this, it's a win. My attack. No no pressure. I attack skill. Except 19. Oh, 17. I got him. Oh, that's a huge swing. Huge swing. My tarantula wasn't going to do much for me there. One, two, three. No, it wasn't. Um, okay. 
All right, we're squared up. So now it's tied on aura. We both have two. You have three skill. I have one skill. You have four stamina. I have three stamina. All right. And you're win the attack. Skill. Decline aura. Decline stamina. Except 18. Nice. 23. All right. I'll take three over there. My attack. All right. Now I don't want you to get, I'm going to stay off. (laughs) Yeah. I can win on stamina and total now. So got you right where I want you. Um, I attack skill. Stamina. Except 22, 25. Dang. <laughs> Got him back. Let's go. I'm salty now. <laughs> Good game. Good game. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you too. That was fun. Trusting Tarantula that really, it, it, that's a down character for me now. That's down. <laughs> yep. Sorry for all of you trusting tarantula holders. You've you've been attacked. <laughs> hey man, is there anything else you'd like to get across to the listeners over here? They're all a bunch of V fam uh, trying to check out, compete, and collect, and probably coming into VCon. So, anything you'd like to get across to them? Super excited about what we're building with compete and collect and V friends cards. I think everyone can see it. I'm excited to continue to. Uh, highlight and showcase the gameplay, the current alpha gameplay that we have, as well as uh, future iterations of the game. And other than that, Ron, I just want to say thank you to you. I've been watching from afar a little bit. Yeah. I know you've been doing real work uh, representing VFriends, the VFriends community, sharing and talking about VFriends cards. And I try to the best of my ability not to take the passion and the enthusiasm and the support that this community has likely it's it's unlike anything else i've ever seen and i'm just very grateful for what we're building what we represent and that we are still very early in the process you know we're about to enter year three um but i'm very very excited about all things v friends and i feel like we have a really good line of sight of what we're hoping to achieve in the short term and long term with this company awesome andy thank you so much for the kind words and you heard it guys the ethos is still strong over there v friends all right until next time keep building those decks stay strong enjoy everybody don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to stay updated with each exciting episode until next time may your strategies be sharp and your decks ever victorious